Well, good morning, Orchard. You guys out there today? Let me hear from you. All right. Hey, can we give it up for our worship team? Didn't they do an incredible job this morning? We are so blessed to have such an amazing worship team here at Orchard Church. And hey, can we give it up for those that work behind the scenes that were here at 630 this morning setting everything up? Let's not forget about them. We couldn't do this without them. But uh, hey, we're so glad that you guys are here today. We have something very special in store for you today, a nice little surprise for you guys. Um, Next week, we will be starting our next book of the Bible. One of our favorite ways uh, to teach here at Orchard Church is go to a book of the Bible and start chapter 1, verse 1, and work our way through. And I was counting it up this morning. Uh, Next Sunday, we will start our 20th book of the Bible that will go all the way through starting next Sunday uh, here at Orchard Church in 11 years. We're going to be doing the book of Haggai. Okay, some of y'all are like, is that in my Bible? Haggai, it's in there. It's in the Old Testament. You might this week be working on finding where Haggai is. It's only two chapters. You can read it in about five minutes. So read it this week, and we're going to spend three weeks in the book of Haggai starting next Sunday. But today we have something special planned for you guys. Um, you know, here at Orchard Church, our mission is simply this to help people find and follow Jesus. Amen? That's our mission, to help people find and follow Jesus. And one of the things that we've realized that is one of the most effective ways to help people find and follow Jesus is by planting churches. Uh, Recent statistics that came out say that churches that are uh, 10 years of age and younger are 400% more effective in reaching people for Christ than churches 10 years of age and older. Y'all, we just turned 11. We're getting old as a church. We're 11. And so if we want to continue to be effective in reaching people for Christ... The way to do that is to plant churches that plant churches that plant churches. Because here at Orchard Church, it's not about our kingdom, it's about His kingdom. Amen? And advancing that kingdom, and we do that by planting churches that plant churches. And we say it all the time, we didn't move here 11 years ago to plant a tree, we came to plant an orchard. A church that would plant churches that would multiply itself exponentially by planting other churches. And so uh, our vision is simply this as a church. Where are we going? We believe we're just getting started. Our vision is to multiply disciple-making churches. And so in the last 11 years, we've been a part of planting eight churches other than Orchard Church here in Brighton. Three of those churches we've specifically planted um, out of Orchard Church. We planted... Orchard Church of Erie, Colorado. So if you know anyone that lives in Erie, uh, send them to Orchard Erie. They meet in Erie High School. They just turned five years of age. Uh, we planted a church in the Philippines. Some of you have been able to go over there and visit that. Our feeding center is there as well. And then a little over a year ago, we, we planted Orchard Church Latino, our Spanish church that meets on Saturday night. It's getting ready to move to Sunday morning. And then about five or six other church plants we've partnered with uh, financially to help get churches started. Well, today we're going to introduce you to our latest church planter that we are going to be partnering with. We've already started partnering with through prayer and finances. Some of you have even helped them through our small groups and you're going to get to meet him today. His name is Corbin Hobbs and I love what I love about this church plant is it's right here in our own backyard. I mean this isn't, you don't have to travel to the Philippines to go check this church out. Uh, Just get on I-76 and then jump on I-25 and you'll be down. It's in downtown Denver, uh, Colorado, right here about 20 minutes away. And so I'm going to interview Corbin today. We did this in the first service. The people just loved it. And you're going to get to hear about this new church that is getting started in downtown Denver. They haven't even had their first public service yet. And so they're in their infant stages. So right now we're going to watch a little video to introduce it. And then we're going to welcome Corbin to the stage because we love church plants and church planters here at Orchard Church. Amen. All right. So check out this little introduction video.
wife Allie and I have landed here in Denver in early July and um, kind of the story in getting here is we moved to seminary in 2012 and a mentor really just started pumping the vision for church planting into me kind of like here we get the great commission at the end of the gospels and then look what the apostles do in Acts they go and they plant churches in major urban areas and so we really started feeling like God was shaping our desires towards church planting uh, over the course of about a year we began looking at cities and looking at different, like, where do, where does God want us to go? And we really landed on Denver um, for really three reasons. And those three reasons are really simple. Number one, it's just a tremendously lost city. Um, Denver is a city with not a lot of evangelical churches, and so we see that. But even more than that, we just see that a lot of people here don't know Jesus, and we want to see that change. Number two, um, we just see exponential growth in our city. It's continually in Forbes' top three of fastest-growing cities. And so as people pour into our city, we just want to be in a strategic place to be sitting there with the gospel, waiting on these people who are moving here. The third reason we want to plant here in the city is because of the influence of our city. It's the largest city for 600 miles, and so what really happens in the center of this city affects a large region. And so if we can reach this city with the gospel, then we can see ramifications take place all over the world. So this is our neighborhood. This is called Congress Park. Um, if you take this neighborhood and the 10 neighborhoods really around it that we're targeting with our church plant, there's about 75,000 people and uh, there's only two evangelical churches. And if you combine how many people go to those two evangelical churches, really there's only about 200 people in them. And so um, we just really want to see the church thrive here and uh, in these neighborhoods and we want to reach these people with the gospel. So one of the things that we've seen happen uh, in our neighborhood is the church has really just died. And so old church buildings um, have been abandoned and what people have done is they've bought them and they've remodeled them and turned them into apartments. And really what that is is just a testimony of the church being dead in our neighborhoods and we want to see that trend reversed. We want to see the church come in here and thrive as we preach the gospel to our neighbors and love them and serve them well. You guys give a good warm welcome to Orchard Church to Corbin Hobbs. Well, Corbin, it's great to have you with us today. I know you and I have got a, had a chance to get to know each other over the last several months yeah. and partner with this church plant, but I want our people to get to know you because we're all in this together. And yeah. so I know you didn't come alone today. You brought your wife, Allie, with you, so we're going to embarrass her right now. Allie, would you just stand up? Would you welcome Allie? This is, this is uh, Allie. Corbin's wife. Good to have Allie here as well today. And so, uh, you know, as we just get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, yeah. um, you know, where you're from, and yeah. you, is it just you and your wife, or are there others? Yeah, yeah, totally. So <laughs> before I introduce myself, I just want to say thank you. Uh, you guys probably have no idea how kind the Orchard Church has been to us. Uh, Orchard Church, not the Orchard Church, right? I don't know. I'm seeing Orchard Church. So uh, you guys have no idea how kind you guys have been to us. Uh, not only are you guys supporting us financially, which Doug's going to talk about here in just a little bit, uh, but in the way you guys have prayed for us already, Doug's encouragement to me as a church planter in downtown Denver has been huge, as well as this is just one of those really practical things. You guys, we're getting all of this stuff shipped to us right now, speakers, monitors, giant projection screens in order for us to launch services come February, and you guys are actually excited 
accepting that in your office space, which you just don't even understand how huge that is for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I really can't say it enough to you, Doug, or you guys, as you, you guys have been generous and you're just so kind to Allie and I as we've come in this morning. We're really encouraged by you. So I want to say that. Now I'll introduce myself. My name's Corbin, and my wife's name's Allie. We've been married for a little over five years, and uh, we actually grew up in, uh, in northwest Arkansas, which I know Doug likes to make fun of, right? Okay, so, I just want to <laughs> set the record straight. They're not cousins, okay? Yeah. I just want to well, put that out there. <laughs> it's important when you're from Arkansas. Here's the thing. You... Aren't you from Oklahoma? It's, like, not that much better. Oh, hey, now. So, hey, hey, hey. It's not much better. We all know it. So, well, we used to support Corbin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like going to shove me off the stage. But so we grew up in Northwest Arkansas. For you ladies out there, we started dating in high school. So we're high school sweethearts. We did that whole thing. Dated all through college. Got married in 2011, right after college. Um, and uh, lived in Louisville, Kentucky for a little while. Uh, but it's just us. Uh, my wife, Allie, is a sixth grade teacher in the Denver Public Schools. And so she teaches sixth grade at a school called Denver Discovery School, which is in Stapleton, uh, right on the Stapleton Park Hill border. So she teaches kids... Uh, kind of half of her kids come from Stapleton, half of her kids come from on the west side of Quebec there. So a really diverse school, and she's in the, in the, in the mix of it, um, which I tell people all of the time that she has a harder job than I do. Uh, she really does, teaching, teaching kids all day long. Um, and so anyway, so that's us. We don't have any kids right now. Uh, it's just us, and we've got a golden doodle named Scout that we love too much. That's where um, it starts. So, yeah, it starts exactly. The, the dog, dog yeah. The dog is where it starts. And so anyway, so it's just us right now. Uh, we're really excited. And we have some people who've also moved here to be a part of our team and help us plant the Heights Church. But yeah, that's a little bit about us. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you know that God wanted you to come to Denver? I know people in our church are always asking the question, how do I know God's will for my life? How do I know God's plan, the specifics, where I should move, what job I should take, you know, who I should date? Um, how did you know of all the places you could have chosen that God wanted you in Denver, Colorado? Was there some totally. burning bush experience or what, what, what happened? Yeah, totally. Well, here's what I'll say, and this will, this will be really helpful for you. Uh, we kind of live our lives by a formula. And if I were you, I would take, I would take out a and write this formula down. Take your iPhone out or whatever and write this formula down. Because a, a lot of times we, uh, we're like, okay, what is the will of God for my life, right? And it's really confusing. Um, it's like, okay, uh, is it, it, the Bible, is kind of, it's, it's God's word, but it's not going to tell me to like not date this person. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, what do I do? Here's the formula. Desire plus affirmation plus opportunity. If you want to know Good. what God is calling you to do in any area of life, whether that's a big move that you're, that you're thinking through or like changing careers, something like that, a person you should date or potentially you're looking at getting married, desire plus affirmation plus opportunity. So here's, and this is really how God called us to plant a church in Denver. So desire, do you want to do it? Um, sometimes we think God's like, it's like, if I want to do it, God's not in it. Don't like, don't do what you want to do. Right. And so here's the question. Do you want to do it? Cause God often works in our desires. Affirmation. Do people who are around you, I would say people here at orchard, uh, do they say that it's wise? That's affirmation. And then opportunity. Is there an opportunity for you to go do it? And here's the deal. A lot of times God works in those three things uh, to bring about a lot of clarity when it comes to God's will. So I'll just walk through those three things and kind of talk about how we landed in Denver. So desire. Um, if you ask my mom, my mom actually told me this about a year ago. 
If you ask her, uh, you know, when did, when did you know Corbin wanted to live in Denver? Well, she goes, she'll say, hey, I remember when Corbin was about seven or eight years old. Um, we were driving through Denver in our Chrysler Town & Country. Many of you can remember the Chrysler Town & Country days, right? Uh, we were driving through Denver in the Chrysler Town & Country, and Corbin said, Mom, I'm going to live here someday. Um, and so since I was a little boy, I feel like, and I, and I look at this and you see hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But you see God's kindness and God's direction in my life and always giving me this desire to live in the city of Denver, even when we lived in Arkansas, which is, of course you can understand why if you lived in Arkansas, why Denver, right? So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And here's the deal. Here's the thing. We, we said this in the last service, but all of you made the choice. If you're not from here to move to Colorado, there's reasons you decided to move to Colorado. Even if you're from Texas, quit talking about Texas, right? There's reasons you moved from Colorado. Okay. So, so anyways, so yeah, so we just said, man, we have this desire to move to Denver and God really started shaping our hearts for this city. You'll, if you ask my wife, Allie, uh, she would, she would tell you that from the early days dating, she knew that I loved Colorado, uh, that I loved Denver. And so it's always kind of been on our radar and you go to affirmation, and about five years ago now, a mentor walked into my life. And this was an older man named Aaron Harvey. He had planted a church uh, in Philadelphia and pastored that church for about 20 years and multiplied churches, a lot like what you're doing, Doug, now, uh, where you planted and now orchards multiplying and planting other churches around the city. He had done the same thing in Philadelphia. And uh, he had come back to teach some church planting classes uh, where I was going to school, working on a master's degree at the time. And uh, we just started meeting one-on-one, reading the Bible together. And we were reading through the book of Acts and asking the question, how does the good news of Jesus go forward? Uh, how does this thing work? How do we get from Jerusalem and zero or 30, whatever you, whatever you want to think, to Brighton, Colorado in 2016, where 1,500 people are gathering together to worship Jesus? How does that happen? Well, if you look at the book of Acts, uh, it happens through church planting. Churches that start churches that start churches that make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. It's this multiplication effect. Um, And I remember one day specifically, Aaron and I were sitting across from each other at a cup of coffee. And uh, he just said, hey, uh, you know, we've been talking about this church planting thing. I believe that God is calling you to do this. Uh, he's calling you to plant a new church, and he's given you gifts to do it. And I want to spend the next two years one-on-one with you, uh, raising you up and teaching you how to be a church planter. So he hired me on, and that was kind of the affirmation deal. Um, and then opportunity came. We moved out here about a year and a half ago. Uh, so we've lived here for just a little while. And uh, I went on staff with another church downtown. Uh, they started training me in how to do ministry among people who live in the urban areas in Denver. And so they just sent us out about four months ago to start the work. And so you see desire, affirmation, opportunity, like playing itself out in Allie and I being here. And really, I think what I want to make clear in that is a lot of times it's not like this Moses burning bush thing. Sometimes it is, you know, sometimes it totally is. But for us, it was like working through this process of what do we want to do? Uh, do people say it's wise? And uh, is there an opportunity for us to go do it? So that's kind of how we ended that's up awesome. here. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that helpful? Yeah. Desire plus affirmation plus opportunity. Man, write yeah. that down on the back of your notes. That's, that's great yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's been really helpful. For everyone as you're trying to figure out what is God's will, what is God's plan you know, right. for, for my life. I, I say it all the time. I, I don't think God's will is difficult to find. It's the same for all of us. It's in God's word. It's his plan, the details and the specifics that get a little bit uh, harder to figure out. And so that you can really apply yeah, that good. desire plus affirmation plus opportunity. I love it. I'm going to steal that. That's awesome. Do it. 
So tell us a little bit, let's zero in, I mean, because Denver, obviously, the Denver metro area, three million plus people, you know, it, you could have picked a lot of different communities. Um, how did you land on the Congress Park area, that community? Yeah. I think there's about 75,000 people within a mile, mile and a half. Uh, he'll tell you a little bit more about that. How did you choose that, that community? And tell us a, a little bit more about that community. I, I know where it's at because I've had the opportunity to go down there on a vision tour. We drove around, and this is really where Corbin and I got connected. And I said, man, we want to be a part of this. And, and this is all you need to know to know. You say, where's Congress Park at? Um, do you guys know where the new Trader Joe's is downtown? Trader Joe's? You know, do none of you go to Trader Joe's? Yeah, a few people. Man, the last service was a lot better. The last better. service was like everybody. Everybody was like, Trader Joe's. These people don't shop at Trader Joe's. Their but. frozen orange chicken is really good. Okay. By the way, so go get it. Anyway, if you know where the Trader Joe's is, that's their community. They're like right there by. But tell us about the people that are there that you're you're trying to reach. Yeah, totally. So kind of the heart of our area is where Colorado and Colfax meet. I know everybody knows where Colorado and Colfax is. If you go just a little bit of south of that, that's where the Trader Joe's is, Colorado and Eighth. Um, and so that's the heart of the area that we're trying to engage and trying to plant this new church called the Heights Church in. And here's what I tell people when they ask me, what is Congress Park? What is your community like? I use the two D's of living in a city, density and diversity. So density, there's a whole lot of people. So we've got about 75,000 people that live within a mile, mile and a half of us and diversity. So there's a whole lot of people that are nothing like us that live really close to us. Right, And so whenever you ask, like, what are the demographics of your community, it's really hard to nail down in a city uh, because it's dense and it's diverse. So here, let me give you an example of that. We've got people in Congress Park. This is the neighborhood that Allie and I live in uh, that live in $1.5 million homes. And we've got people that are also homeless that live within two blocks of each other. Um, and they're doing life around one another. And it's, and it's, it's really fascinating and mind-boggling when you start to think why would these wealthier people choose to live around this? Why, why do these people live here? It's dense and it's diverse. Um, and so let me tell you a little bit about why we decided to plant there. So in that area, we saw uh, this large development going on. Many of you are familiar with the old University of Colorado Hospital. Does everybody kind of know what that is? Well, they've, they've torn it down right there at Colorado and Ninth, and they're building what they're going to call uh, Ninth in Colorado. It's a brand new um, kind of mixed-use community where uh, they're going to have shops and restaurants on the bottom, actually a park out there. It's going to be a really, really nice place to go and hang out. Uh, and then condos and apartments up. And there's going to be thousands and thousands of people pouring into this community over the next two, three, four, five years. And so we looked at this community and we saw that there weren't very many churches that were engaging the community with the good news of Jesus, saying, hey, you, we know that you moved to Colorado looking for the good life, but the good life is actually found in Jesus alone. This is what you're longing for. Um, and so we were, say, we were saying, hey, if we can get in on the front end of this thing before this development comes, then we can be standing here with the good news of Jesus as all of these new people pour into these neighborhoods. And so really dense, really diverse. We, uh, so, you know, I'll tell you a statistic. Sometimes statistics are good. Sometimes they're not. But um, out of 75,000 people, we believe that over 99% of those do not attend church on any given Sunday morning. Wow. Um, and so it's just a radically uh, lost, if I can use that language, like Luke 15 language, lost um, community. And we're in, the, we're in it to see people know and follow Jesus. Uh, so that's what we want to see happen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's exciting, isn't it, to, to know that there's that kind of opportunity yeah. down there. I know that um, in the last 11 years since we've moved to, to Denver, 
the downtown Denver population has yeah. more than doubled in the yeah. 10 years we've been here, and they're predicting it's going to double again in the next right. 10 years. Every time I go downtown, you know, to dinner or a ball game or whatever, I just see all of these, you know, high rises going up, right. apartments and flats and condos. And every time as a church planner, I go, man, we need more churches down here. We yes. need more churches like this. Absolutely. So I'm very excited about that and about the Congress Park area. So those of you that have been to Trader Joe's, go to Trader Joe's, and then you know you're, and you might run into Corbin. That's down right. There. And and just to clarify, you, you're not living in one of those $1.5 million houses. No, right? we don't. Make, we're trying okay, to. No, right. we're not, we don't. Okay. We're not we supporting you that much. Yeah, that's right. You guys paid for it. No, you didn't. No, absolutely not. We live in an apartment, pretty normal apartment, too small. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about, um, I know that your mission is to help people know and follow Jesus. Correct. Ours is help people find and follow Jesus, which right. is basically the same thing, just saying it differently. So... As we're both trying to do this in, in our communities and all of us together, because we all have a responsibility to try to reach our friends, neighbors, coworkers, family members for Christ and, and right. share the gospel with them, invite them to church and share what Jesus has done in our life. How are you trying to connect with p- these people? And do you have any right. stories of, of someone that you've connected with? I'm sure you have many, but yeah. share one of them with us that you've connected and God's opened an opportunity for the gospel to totally. be shared. And, totally. So we think about this in two ways as a church. And I think this will be helpful and instructive for you. We think of this as air war and ground war. So if you think of war, you have air war where the planes are flying over and then you have ground war where you're sending troops in, right? Um, and so our air war really as an organization, as a church is we're throwing events in our community. So this uh, Saturday, uh, coming Saturday, we're throwing a big fall festival for our community. We're inviting the community in. We've got free pumpkins for kids to paint. We've got games for them to play. They're doing uh, trunk or treat. Do you guys do trunk or treat out here? Okay. Uh, some, some of our people were like, I've never heard of Trunk or Treat. And it's like, we, yes, we actually are in Denver, right? <laughs> Nobody has heard of this. Um, and so we're doing all of these things to engage our community. We're partnering with local organizations like Chick-fil-A, uh, who's helping us throw events. We're partnering with the hospital, Rose Medical Center down there, to, to serve the community. So this is air war for us. We're getting our name out there. Um, but we also have what we call ground war. And this is, this is where I think this gets really practical for you guys, where you guys can take this as a takeaway Uh, So again, I would say, write this stuff down. Uh, We're really training our people, or trying to, this sounds idealistic, and we're really trying to figure out how to do this uh, the best, to be missionaries in every sphere of their life. And so here's what we mean by that, that you would do normal, everyday things with gospel intentionality. You would go to work with gospel intentionality. You would go live in your neighborhood, around your neighbors with gospel intentionality. And we believe that each of us have five spheres that encompass our entire life. And we believe that as followers of Jesus, we're called to live as missionaries in every sphere of our life. So here's the spheres. Where I live. So think, get your neighborhood in your mind. Uh, one really practical question that I ask people sometimes that I've told our people to think about before is, do you know the color of the couch of all of your neighbors? That means that you know them, That's good. right? If you know the color of the couch of your neighbors. Are you living on mission in your neighborhood? Where you live, where you work. Think about where you work. Who are your coworkers? God's placed you there in order to engage your coworkers with the good news of Jesus. Where you, where you live, where you work, where you play. So what do you like to do for fun? Do you like to play golf? Do you like to go skiing? Do you like to go out on the boat? Do you like to just go, on, to go walk your dog around? How can you um, utilize that for the sake of mission in, in that sphere? Where you play? Where you serve, do you serve somewhere? Do you serve at a local nonprofit or something? And then where you learn. Many of you are still in school. 
Uh, God has placed you in school to be a missionary to the other students uh, that you are around. And so we really are trying to mobilize our people as all-day, everyday missions. That mission isn't something that you add to your life. It's something that kind of infiltrates your every sphere of your life. That's good. Uh, we use that language a lot. So, yeah. And so share a story of someone that you've connected with that totally. in the community that doesn't know Christ. Yeah. Can I share two stories? Sure. I, I'll make it, it quick. The, yeah. I'll, I'll do it in, five, in like two minutes. Okay. okay. So first story, uh, it just of God just working in an incredible way. Uh, we start doing some canvassing where we're putting these uh, flyers on doors. And I get an email from this guy named Lynn. Uh, and this is just showing us God's favor in our community, that God wants to do something here. Uh, Lynn sends me an email. Uh, he's like, hey, can we get together? I'm like, if you're not mad at me and don't want to like, hurt me for putting a flyer on your door, you know, you don't know how these meetings are going to go happens, sometimes. Yeah. So we sit down across from one another, and uh, Lynn, we get to know each other, and Lynn starts crying. Um, and uh, I'm like, what's wrong, man? You know, Lynn's about 60 years old. He's, uh, he's a great guy. He loves Jesus. And he says, Corbin... Um, I've lived in this neighborhood for a long time, and for five years, I've walked and prayed every day, these are his exact words, that a tsunami of God's grace would come into this neighborhood, and you are the answer to that prayer. Wow. The wow. Heights Church is the answer wow. to that prayer. And so here's the deal. Here's what we see. This is, this is what Jesus is doing, right? And so before, like years before it was ever on mine and Allie's radar to say, we want to plant a new church called the Heights Church in Denver, God was kind of tilling the soil for us. And so here's the practical awesome. ramifications of that. Uh, Thursday, I'm sitting down at lunch with a guy named Dustin. We've been walking with Dustin for uh, about six months now uh, through some just some tough stuff in life. And I text my other pastor who I'm pastoring with. I said, I'm going in with gospel guns ablazing. I'm just going to share the gospel with this guy and hope Hopefully God's going to save this guy, right? Um, and so we go and we're shooting the breeze. And, you know, I feel, guys, I feel really awkward when I share the gospel. You know, it's like not always the most smooth thing in the world. Um, and so I'm trying to share with this guy what Jesus has done, how God loves him and cares for him and desires to know him. And uh, uh, we're talking about his shame and guilt being lifted off. And all of a sudden, this guy says, that sounds amazing. I want that. And this guy, like, is following Jesus, and we're looking at how to baptize him and start to disciple him in the faith. And so it's so cool to see how God has just been working behind the scenes before it was ever on our radar. Incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, can we celebrate that? What a great, great story. God. I mean, that's how God works. That's so awesome. You know, I, I, I mentioned this, I think, to Corbin. I tell church planners this all the time, and I'm reminded of this myself. You know, I don't believe that we start anything. Right. I believe we just join God where he's already at work. Right. You know, we, we, we didn't start Orchard Church. We just joined God where he was already working this community, and we've been along for the ride and just hanging on and trying not to mess it up because yeah. God's doing amazing things, and that's, that's right. incredible. We love those God stories and those divine yeah. appointments that, you know, only God uh, could do. That's, that's awesome. And some really practical ways to think about how can we reach our right. community, how can we reach, you know, my coworkers, my mm. neighbors, my friends, my family members. I love those five spheres. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. And I, and I can tell you that I, here at Orchard Church, I ask people all the time, when I meet someone for the first time that comes to Orchard as a guest, I, I ask this question. First, you know, what brought you to Orchard? And how did you hear about us? And the common thing that I hear is, well, I saw the billboard, or I saw it in the Brighton Buzz, or I saw a sticker on the back of a car, but it wasn't until my friend invited me, my coworker, 
you know, my neighbor, my family member, yeah. that's when I finally came. And so I like that air war, ground war. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I know one of the things that's exciting right now is the phase that you're in. You haven't even publicly launched. You ha- you're, not, you're not meeting, you know, on Sunday mornings yet. Right. And so, you know, we get to be a part of this on, kind of on the ground floor yeah. level. Um, and I, I understand there's different phases to planting a church. You know, yeah. some of our people may be wondering, you know, do you just show up and put a sign out and start meeting on <laughs> Sunday morning and ring a bell, or what do you do? And so We're here. Yeah, here. we're here, yeah. yeah. It used to work that way. Yeah, it did. Not anymore. So explain to the church kind of what phase you're in and what is yeah. next, and I, this is also how we can be praying for you. Yeah, totally. So um, right now we're in what we call the launch team phase of church planting. So we're gathering a core team or launch team of people who say, yeah, Yes, we want to put our yes on the table. We want to be about helping people know and follow Jesus. And these are the people that are really going to help us go public in February 2017. So on February 12th, 2017, we're going to start gathering in an elementary school auditorium. We're going to invite the community in. We're going to do it, we're going to do it big. And we're going to do it almost exactly like what you guys do here. But right now, we're in this phase of building a team of people that are going to help us do that. So we meet on Sunday nights at this little bitty church building in our neighborhood called Bar- Korean Bible Church. It's just about the ugliest thing that you've ever seen. Um, it's tiny. Uh, it has these nasty wooden pews. You can just imagine this is blue carpet, right? And this is where we gather. Uh, and so we know if this thing grows, it is God. <laughs> It's not, it's not the facility, right? It sounds like it's, the church I grew up in. Yeah, exactly. And so we're meeting right there, on, right there right now on Sunday nights at 5.15 p.m. So we'll be there tonight at 5.15. I teach the Bible, and then we eat dinner together every Sunday night. And, um, and so we're growing this team of people. And our prayer is that God would grow us from about 40 to 50 that we're at right now to about 75 people uh, by February. So that these people can fill the things, fill the positions like welcoming people on Sunday mornings, like a worship team on Sunday mornings. The things that you guys see, we've got to have a team of people who say, hey, we're going to help put this thing on for the community. And so here's what we're doing. We're gathering on Sunday nights, doing, this, doing these launch team meetings. That's what we call them. We're going to do a preview service once a month leading up to February, one in November, December, January, and then starting in February, February 12th, 2017, that's the big day, we'll start gathering every Sunday morning at Palmer Elementary School at 10 a.m., doing a lot like what you guys are doing here, and so we've got this plan and process, we need God to come, we've kind of the way I talk about it with our team is we're putting up this structure for God to put flesh on it. We're building this skeleton for God to put flesh on it. We're putting Good. up the sails for God to blow wind into it uh, is what we're doing right now. And we're hoping in February that God will begin to send a lot of people who don't know Jesus uh, so that they can come to know Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and even, even some of the people that are on your launch team now, not all of them are believers. No, they're right? not. And, the, and uh-huh. the, yet they're saying, we believe God's doing something here, and we yeah. want to be a part of it. So we'll exactly be praying right. that those people find Christ. So, so did you guys catch that? We want to be praying. They'll have at least 75 by yeah. the time they publicly launch uh, February, second Sunday in February after the Super Bowl, because you would not want to launch on Super no. Bowl Sunday since the Broncos are going to be in it That's again exactly year, right? right. The Broncos that are going back, not, not a, and it a would good, be a disaster to try so to launch would, a service on that might not be a good <laughs> idea. But, but um, will you guys commit? How many will commit? I will pray for Corbin. I'll pray for the Heights Church for 75 people. Thank you, guys. And we're pray for even more than 75 people and we believe god's going to exceed that as they have their public launch Um, and how are some other ways that our people could maybe get involved and help out i know we've shared this with our small groups i think we had some people maybe come down but 
Yeah. How could they help out? Totally. So uh, there's one way that everybody can help us. Uh, leading up to every event, whether that's our fall festival uh, this coming Saturday or our preview services, we've got, like I said, we've got one coming every month, and then our launch in February. We need people who will come down the week before and help us canvas. That is, we're going to print door hangers. Uh, that's an invite card for our community to come and gather with us 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and we need manpower. Uh, to get out in our neighborhood and hang those things on doors. And so if you're interested in doing that, um, Allie and I are actually going to be at the the white welcome tent right outside. Is that what you call it? Welcome tent. Um, right outside. We, we have a sign-up sheet. We had actually had a few people from the first service say, hey, come, hey, write me down. Here's my email address. And we're going to email you uh, any time that we need help with anything like that. We've got a lot of opportunities for you just to drive 20, 25 minutes down and help us serve in tangible ways and get the good news of Jesus out there. That'd be that's huge. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Be exciting to be a part of that. I mean, that's the way we started Orchard Church. You know, yeah. We just went door to door and we put hangers on doors. Yeah. That's how people you know, found out about us. And that's so, right. yeah, drop by there. Give them your um, email address. Um, we'll also put this out through our small groups and things right. as we have opportunities as they have events that are coming up uh, to let you know about those things sure. as, as well because we want to be a part of, of what God is doing with yeah. this, with this church plant. And uh, one of the things I want to share with, with our church is, you know, how we can financially help them because it costs a lot of money to plant a church, two to three hundred thousand dollars, you know, yeah, that's right. depending on the area to plant a church. And so we've already financially started uh, supporting the Heights Church. And the only reason we're able to do this is because of your incredible generosity financially here at Orchard Church. Um, God laid on my heart several years ago um, that as a church, we're going to tithe off the tithe. So whenever you guys tithe and you you give anything to our general offering, ten uh, percent of that we set aside uh, for outreach and mis- missions, and much right. of that goes to church planting. And then uh, we started our legacy campaign to build our new building. But because we're not about our kingdom, we're about the kingdom. God laid on my heart again to tithe off that. I thought that you know I just had indigestion. I was like, God, are you kidding me? I mean, we, we need every deal. bit we can to pay off this building. And God's like, Well, if you're about the kingdom and not your kingdom, then you'll be willing to do this. And so I said, Okay. So for the last year, everything that those of you that have given to our legacy campaign, it's a little over $900,000. We've taken 10% of that and we've put it aside for church planting. And so we're tithing off the general, we're tithing off of a legacy campaign as well. And so because we're able to do things like this, we can financially help and and be radically generous. And so we've already committed and already started sending $1,000 a month uh, to the Heights Church. We're one of their largest supporting churches, I think, at this point. Um, And that's because of you guys and your your financial generosity. So so can we just celebrate that right now that we're able to do that and, and be a part of this? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're excited um, for what, what's going on and that we get to be a a part of this as well. And, you know, hopefully some of you guys will go down there and and join in and be a part of this. And and let me say this, one of the great ways that you guys can help as well is you may know some people that live downtown. Yeah. You know, in this area. How, how many, I asked this in the first service and I was kind of blown away. Me too. You know, how many of you know someone that lives in the downtown area? Raise your hands up nice and high. Yeah. Incredible. Go by the white tent, you know, connect with Corbin. I think he's got some cards he can give you. They yep. have a website. Yep. Which is? It's theheightsdenver.com. So the you Heights. see the heights right here. It's just theheightsdenver.com. Theheightsdenver.com. So if you know anyone that lives down there um, that doesn't have a church, yeah. tell them about uh, this church, The Heights, Absolutely. and send them there. And, uh, man, well, we can see that 75-plus yeah. before they, they get started. We That's can do right. that. Amen, church? 
Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, uh, we're so glad to have you and Allie with us today. We're so excited uh, to partner with this church. We're, we're so too. excited about what God is doing and that we get to be a part of it. And um, man, we're just pumped for you guys. And yeah. it's an exciting, exciting time. Um, I, I just want to pray for Corbin. I want to pray for Allie right now. Um, Ryan, I think, is in here. Ryan's our, our church plant intern, one of our church plant catalysts here. Allie, why don't you come to the stage as well? And Ryan, um, I don't know if, if Marcial's in this service or not. Is Marcial in here anywhere? He's eating tacos somewhere or something. Oh, oh, here he is. Okay. Here he is. All right. <laughs> We're just going to lay hands on, on this, this couple right now, and, and let's just pray for them and what, what God is doing. Father, we just thank you for the incredible opportunity uh, to partner with this wonderful couple, uh, with Corbin, with Allie, and with the Heights Church. Lord, we're just reminded again uh, that we don't start anything. We just join you where you're at work um, in, in these redemptive purposes to advance your kingdom, to bring people to Christ um, in Denver, one of the most unchurched metropolitan cities in the country. God, we know that's why you called us here. And just as you've called this couple, Lord, we pray that this would begin an incredible exponential movement of planters, of churches, because... 85% of the people in the Denver area uh, do not go to church anywhere. 99% in this community. And God, we pray that we'd be a part of seeing that change as we introduce people uh, to your son and his love and his grace and mercy and what he did for them on the cross 2,000 years ago to save them, to forgive them, uh, Lord, to bring them into your family. And God, we just pray specifically for the Heights Church and for Corbin and Allie right now as they um, are building this launch team that you would just, God, bring the right people to be a part of this team that have a heart to, to be a part of what you're doing in this community. Uh, for those that are on their team right now that don't know you, we pray, God, we just continue to hear stories of them finding you as Lord and Saviors. They, they just cannot deny um, what you are doing in their midst and that they would turn to you. God, we, we don't just pray for 75, God. We, we pray that you would do exceeding and abundant above all we'd ask or think, that you would give them 100, 150 or more people to launch with, and that this uh, church would just take off and, and just radically change the spiritual climate of that community uh, there in Congress Park. Help us to pray for them, uh, give generously to them, uh, give of our time to them, to know that we're a part of something that is so God-sized. We pray this on all of uh, your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you guys Let's so give much. Give my hand again. God bless you guys. Yeah. Exciting stuff, man. Exciting stuff. Um, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago here at Orchard Church as we're building a new building, uh, we do not want to be known for our seating capacity. We want to be known for our sending capacity. As we plant churches that plant churches that plant churches, um, as we spread the gospel. And so it's exciting to be a part of this. I wanted you guys to hear firsthand uh, from Corbin what God is, is, is doing. Um, hey, as we get ready to kind of wrap things up this morning, uh, I just don't want to miss the opportunity. I know this is a different service today. We'll, we'll be back to regular you know, teaching from the Word uh, next week. But if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's why we plant churches. That's why, why we do this, is so we can bring people uh, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ, you're like, what does that mean? What does that look like to have your sins forgiven, um, to be redeemed, to know you have a home in heaven someday? Come talk to me. Come talk to our Spanish pastor, Ryan. Talk to Corbin. We would love to, to tell you today how you can invite Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, because that's what it's all about. If you're a first-time guest today here at Orchard Church, thanks so much for being our guest. Hopefully you filled out that guest connection card that is in your new 
newsletter. Um, drop that in the offering bucket when it goes by. We are not interested in your money at all today, first-time guests, but we're definitely interested in you. Amen, church? So let us know that you're here today. I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're not going to show up on your doorstep or anything weird. We're just going to send you a thank you note and a free gift in the mail uh, for being our guest. If you're new to Orchard Church and I haven't had the privilege to meet you personally, I would love to do so. I'll be standing at the white tent, the welcome tent as well, out there in the courtyard uh, before we leave today. In just a moment, we're going to close by worshiping the Lord through our gifts, through our tithes and our offerings. We give back to the Lord, and we're also going to check out what else is going on around here at Orchard Church. A couple of quick announcements I want you guys to hear from me firsthand. Um, we're talking about you know making a difference in our community, inviting people to church, and to find Christ. And we did this last year, and God used it in amazing ways, and people came to our church because of it. Uh, we've got a little... Um, you know, holiday coming up uh, called Halloween. And I know a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs about that. It's not necessarily God holiday, but we can make it a God holiday. And let me tell you how we can do that. Uh, many of you will be giving out candy uh, to trick-or-treaters on Halloween night. How many of you are planning to do that? You do that every year, you give candy out. Wouldn't it be great to also have an opportunity to share the gospel? And here's how you can do it. On the host tables in the back, there's brown baskets. And inside of those baskets, we put stacks of 25 the rubber banded invite cards to Orchard Church that you can give out with your candy to the kids. So when you give them a piece of candy, just drop one of those cards in their uh, Halloween bag as well. Last year, we had kids that they, they came home, they dumped out their candy, and they had like 10 and 12 and 15 Orchard Church invite cards in their candy. And we have people come to church because of it. So a great way just to help people find and follow Jesus. So they're in stacks of 25. So take 25, take 50, and just give those out with your candy. It's a great way to, to invite people to Orchard Church so they can, we can help them find and follow uh, Jesus. So do that. Um, also, um, next Sunday, we're going to have um, our next baptism. If you've never um, been scripturally baptized by immersion to go public with your faith since you've accepted Christ, it's one of the uh, most celebratory things we do here at Orchard Church. We do it the last Sunday of the month. The reason I'm pointing this one out is because this is the last baptism that we're going to have until January. Now let me tell you why. Do you remember last week Marcial, our Spanish pastor, announced to you they've been meeting for over a year on Saturday night, our Spanish ministry, but they're going to be moving first Sunday in November to Sunday morning. They're going to be actually Sunday afternoon at 1230 well, that, at the ministry center, and that's where we normally baptize. So we kind of got kicked out, but that's okay. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start doing baptisms once a quarter, and we're renting out an indoor pool in Brighton, and we're going to have a massive baptism on the last, uh, the fifth Sunday of every quarter, which the next one is in January. So if you've been waiting to get baptized, putting it off, you're like, well, I'm going to skip October and do it in November. You're going to have to wait till January. So go ahead and let's have a big, massive baptism uh, next Sunday, and then we'll have a really huge one once a quarter that we'll show on video and all that uh, in January. Make sense? to everybody? Okay, so that's why I'm telling you about that, all right? So right now, let's worship the Lord through our tithes and offerings. Let's check out what else is going on around here at Orchard Church. Did you guys enjoy today? Wasn't it great to hear from Corbin? Awesome. Love you guys. <laughs>